Um, I'm Peter Steenkamp, CEO of Harmony Gold, a South African mining company, also have a th assets in uh, Papua New Guinea and love late also a project in, uh, in Australia, in Queensland. Yeah, we had a mining conference at, in, um, in Colorado Springs. The conference, uh, we actually here just made to update all our shareholders about the you know, latest development in Harmony. Quite a number of things are happening in Harmony. Uh, we obviously acquired the, the EVA project in, in Queensland uh, during the course of the years. We had a good set of results during the course of the year. Uh, getting really good momentum on many of our operations um, and, um, and also updating them on the Wafi Gold Group project. Uh, uh, quite a lot of excitement for us uh, as a company in terms of growth uh, and also, you know, to maybe just tell the South African story a bit here at the conference. Okay, man. Well, lovely to meet you. I think I met your CFO or a spokesman at, at least. least. I had to get a good, good account of what you were uh, getting up to. Right, right. You said you're over here, so obviously trying to update shareholders and maybe new money. Is there new money here? I'm not so sure if it's new money, but um, we do see a lot of interest from more generalists now into the, into the stock. We also had a roadshow to London prior to us coming here, uh, post results, uh, La roadshow, and actually had quite a number of people that never saw before that came to, to listen to our story. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a tough space for money, uh, at the moment for uh, precious metals, isn't it? I mean, three years, equities have been you know, struggling more broadly, precious metals struggling more broadly, and you know you, yourself, in, in terms of the older assets, I think Boipello describing this old harmony uh, in terms of trying to milk the last vestiges of gold from there before you, you know, start, um, you know, with, with, the, with the newer projects. So how are things going in country in South Africa? Yeah, the actual fact for us has actually been very good. And all the gold miners in Africa has done well. Right. Uh, the reason for that is that we've got the two things that you have to look at. First of all, the dollar price of gold, but then secondly, also the exchange rate. Yeah. And because the, the dollar is so strong, the exchange rate actually worked in our favor. So our... All the sustaining costs, uh, you know, year on year went down. And uh, so we're probably one of the very few companies that had an improvement in all sustained costs in dollar terms. Right? Yeah, no, and I, I saw that because it was, it was getting, it was creeping up quite high. So in terms of, you know, some of the operational activities, what have you been able to do to kind of improve those margins over and above the exchange rate? Well, I think the first thing is we've got very predictable and, and also reliable production. And it's on the back of, of a really a, a good maintenance and all our infrastructure. And secondly, the flexibility that we create in the, in the organization. So we, we were able to mine better grades um, and we got that in sustainable. And, and for that reason, we are, we've done well. And we've been keeping a very, you know, predictable and also, uh, you know, of getting our guidance every year. So it's a good story in, on the production side. And then after the second, the second thing is obviously our cost. And even in RAND terms, our cost only went up to 6% a year right. on year. So we are very strict on our cost. Um, we have, have obviously, you know, a lot of challenges with electricity of energy supply to our mines. That's cool, um, our friends. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, but I mean, we are very lucky that we have what we call load curtailment, so we can actually we are asked to cut electricity, and then we can decide where we want to do it. So, so this far, we haven't had any production uh, interruptions due to that, and we managed to through a lot of resilience yeah. and a lot of plans that we make uh, kept uh, going all the time. Yeah. Right, okay. Now, obviously, there's a lot of pressure on you guys to sort of maintain or justify the value that the market is giving you at, at, at the moment. Margin is going to be a big part of that um, going forward. We've just touched, touched on some, some of those things. But you've made some acquisitions. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Papua New Guinea and, and Queensland. Which do you want to talk about first? Oh, well, you, it's your choice. I'm going to start, with, start in Queensland because obviously in terms of jurisdictional uh, risk that's, I guess, it's, it must be quite appealing for, to most investors. 
Yeah, I think so. And obviously for us, uh, we've been operating from Australia, in Australia and then from Australia for 20 years. So we are familiar with the country, familiar with the conditions. Yeah. You know, many of the colleagues that work with us is actually from Australia. So um, so we don't believe that's that a big risk there, but obviously starting a brand new mine is always risky. And, and, yeah. and that, that, But it's a fairly vanilla type of operation, low strip ratios. Right. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, it's a vanilla plant, you know, concentrated plant. And so, and with infrastructure right on the doorstep. So it's actually compared to where we build mines in Papua New Guinea or some of the other places, yeah. this is actually, it should that. be easier. And get to that. Well, it, should, it should be easier. But in terms of also, um, I guess, um, commodity risk for you, for you as well, that's, that's, impo- that's important to manage. Yeah. Now, I think uh, we, in any case, with, with our Wafi Gulpu project will be in a position where we have to be a, be a copper player. So, mm. so we should just know it's probably going to be a little bit earlier entering mm. into this copper space. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we we think copper and gold kind of go together, and yeah. obviously we're quite bullish about the you know, copper you know prospect for copper prices in the long term. Mm. So, it, you know, it's a natural fit. So, so we not it's not as as if we actually went out and find trying to find a. A, a non-gold asset. You know, we are very keen on having more gold assets in our portfolio too. No, I get, I get that. And um, obviously, gold price is obviously helping, etc., helping, etc. But you've got to build up kind of war, war chest for for all of it. Well, one one for the new assets, two is the kind of you know d- defense for what, what more is to come. For what the market's going to throw you is mining is difficult, etc. So where, where are we sitting with cash at the moment? That'll be very good. Uh, that, you know, uh, uh, net debt to EBITDA is a 0.2 times. That's after we've done, done the, you know, the acquisition of, of EVA. So we are, you know, are paying that back quite quite quickly. And at the moment, it's a very good cash flow from, from South African operations uh, and from Union uh, Valley and, and, and uh, Papua New Guinea. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a, actually a good good tailwind behind us at the moment. So we all gra- will we, we'll, we'll be gathering cash and obviously we do pay dividends too. Right. Okay. And how are the, how much dividend? The we pay twenty percent of net free cash flow. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. What's that looking like for last well, year? Uh, this year, in, how we're off in the, the last year when we did Eva, we did the interim we missed the dividend. Yeah. But we, we reinstalled it now at the, at the year end. And do you feel obliged to pay though? Do, would you think probably rather like like get these projects up and running, get the cash flow going quicker? We'll we'll hold off on dividends. Is, what's the feedback for you? Well, I think there's no use having a policy you don't stick to it. You know? so, so I think we had a long debate about that and internally, the board and also the executive uh, directors and eventually, you know, decided that we stick to, you know, as we, when we can, we act, you know, we should do it. Right. When we obviously ha- have a big project and, and there's a very strong rationale to, to do it, we, we potentially will not do it. But we, in general, I think we will keep on paying the dividend. Right, okay. And we have to put these projects a little bit more on a Long-term financing, uh, you know, thing not not paid only out of cash flows. But and, and the other thing I spoke to Mike Bristow about three weeks ago, and he said culture is very very important, obviously. And it's taken about four years to kind of integrate the two their two businesses together. Now you you've just kind of got two other other assets, two different jurisdictions. Um, how, how are you doing that process? Is that important to you? Yeah, of late we've done the two mines that we brought in from uh, from Angadol to Shanti. We integrated them in, in in harmony. That was very very good. It went very well. I think uh, the fact that we kind of immediately started looking at extending the life of mine, yeah, p- investing in the projects, you know, they immediately g- gave people a lot of comfort. Uh, we have many of the people that's now been at this a while, as you know, adopted more senior positions in the company. Mm-hmm. So integrating, you know, them the Angadol to Shanti people into the harmony culture was not a big deal. We just had a leadership conference and we had so many good feedback from from uh, from you know from those people in terms of you know 
adapting to the culture and how we, we, we embrace them and, and bring them in. Uh, I'm a very firm, firm believer that, you know, leadership is actually the key. Yeah. And, uh, and you have to spend time and effort with them to, to make them uh, uh, change their way. And, and, you know, Almond is a kind of a family business. So we are very approachable. Uh, we are not all over the world. Uh, yeah. We're kind of in the same jurisdictions. Yeah. So we kind of get people around and get to people and, and, uh, with a typical open door policy, anybody can walk into your office any time. Right. That type of thing. Are you spending much time, or how much time have you spent in Queensland? How much time have you spent on PNG? I go there probably about three times a year. Uh, okay. PNG and, and Queensland normally do one trip. Uh, so yeah. So three, three times a year. Uh, right. Uh, and then obviously spend time on the mines, have you know, town hall meetings with everybody on the mines, and etc. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're, you're an ops guy, right? That's yeah. the bit you enjoy. Yeah, that's the not, bit. Not bit. talking to people like me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Or conferences. Um, so in, in terms of what we've got to look forward to, clearly it, it's come from a... You've made some big decisions, some aggressive decisions because of the, the de- decline in, 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 in production and, and, and margin, right? So that's, 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 that's really good news. But you've got to say to the market, there's got to be a narrative from you as an organisation and say, right... Think of us in the following way. We are going to survive. Why? We are going to win. Why? You're buying into what type of company yeah. now? It yeah. changed. Yeah, we changed dramatically. I mean, the, the acquisitions that we've done, the three acquisitions, we, we actually did the 50% of Papua New Guinea, you know, Eden Valley Mine in Papua New Guinea, yeah. plus the two Anglo Gold, Ashanti Assets, and the Tannings Retreatment Facility. So, I mean, that's a much better quality that we had before. Uh-huh. So, of Army of Old has been very, you know, in the wrong part of the cost curve. Um, really low margins, um, you know, low-grade, um, op- deep-level minor operations. And we've changed that all along. I mean, and, and if you look at where the cash flows now come from, it actually comes from all these new assets that we brought into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can extend them for quite a n- number of years. All of them will, will actually have close to 30-year lives. Oh, really? So, okay. So, so the, it, in the end of the day, it is a, a you know, it's a, you know, if we haven't we had done that, you know, we would have been in real trouble today. Yeah. But now, you know, because of that cash flow. So what we have now, what we call the optimized assets, which is a kind of old harmony, is that we we max, mine them for maximum NPV. So some of them has got longer lives and some shorter lives. Mm-hmm. But really trying to make sure that we get the maximum out of those ore bodies, but not necessarily put other project capital in, in into that into that area because it is lower lower grade. And uh, some of those mines will still run for 20 years. Right. But, you know, but some of them will obviously... No, within 10 years or so, it closed down. Right, so obviously managing cash flow is, is, is very, very important. So it's if, if, you, if you owe the bank a lot of money, you're in control. So, <laughs> so there's a little bit of that about it. But um, your shareholders, current shareholders, um, what's, what's, what are they asking you to do? Is it just carry on as is, or do they need a little bit more aggression from you? I think, I think we get a lot of credit for our ability well first of all how we improve the quality of the assets yeah so they are they are very happy with what we've done and some of them are very loyal and have been with us for many years yeah the second uh, thing is i think they they're very excited about the projects that we have in front of us yeah and and then of course they they are very happy in the way in which we actually manage our cost um so but yes obviously we have big projects ahead of us and you know getting to the right um project finance for those projects is going to be a key in yeah. terms of you know, how this uh, share will re- yeah. uh, uh, act in the future. And do you feel that like you're back in control of, of the balance sheet now? Absolutely. Okay, oh, okay. Oh, we've got, we actually, we, for quite a number of years, been very conservative and very good shape. Uh, when we bought the assets in the, during COVID at the time, we actually went to the market for mm. it for the, for, 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 for the financing from the market and uh, had very, very good support from the market. So, yes, it was, um, um, 
you know, we are in a good shape and, and feel that we can actually have and a good footing to start the new projects. And you've got the time to do that, you're not under any pressure. No, we don't. And I think that, you know, the first project will, big project will probably be evil. Yeah. Um, and we think, you know, with the current cash flows and, and some project finances should not be that difficult to, to finance. And then, of course, Wafi Gulp is a big ticket and, yeah. and that will have a very specific uh, funding plan for that. Right. Okay. Well, as they say in banking, make it rain. And it is. <laughs> so keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you soon, okay? Thank you, thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Matthew. Okay, bye. Bye.